usually I'm hosting this thing. I can't do that. I, well, I don't want to. I was gonna let you host it anyway, but it's been a while since I've hosted anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the entire reins, and I will be here okay. to just support you uh, throughout the entire episode. Do whatever you want to do, but I have to preface. Let's do it. The episode with the fact that I did not watch the <laughs> Emmys. Now we should just delete the podcast then. Now listen, I. It's it's hilarious that I totally forgot the Emmys were actually going to be this weekend. By the way, it wasn't until that day that I realized, oh shit, these are the Emmys. So I set my DVR to record. It was a for sure thing, and then I worked. I came home with about ten minutes left uh, in the show, so I turned on the TV, but I put it on mute and I wasn't really looking at it because I didn't want to be spoiled. But I wanted to make sure that it recorded, and I was about to hit rewind. It was recording, and it recorded the three hours. The full three hours. So I hit stop for stop recording, and then when I went to go into the DVR to select it to watch from the beginning, it didn't exist, and it wasn't there. So, the only thing that I physically saw with my own eyes was... How they cut off Sterling K. Brown, so I didn't even see uh, his speech. <laughs> and then I saw from that point until the end, which was like three rewards in five minutes. With that being said, I know what's going on, and I'm going to hand this episode to you on a silver platter. Hi, Jay. What's up? Awesome. So you're done with your preface? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm done with the entire episode. Uh, go right. crazy. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, welcome to the Sight and Sound TV Emmys recap show featuring your boy Ryan Snelling and me, Jay Williams. How you doing? Ryan, you prefaced this episode talking about how you watched the show. Are you ready to find out how I watched the show? Yes. Okay. So I don't, I don't have traditional television. I'm a cord cutter. You know, that's the, the way things should be. Get out of here, old people. What do you know? Um, so, I, <laughs> to my knowledge, I was supposed to be able to watch this on Hulu. Um, but my I had a meeting before, so I came home and <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, my girlfriend, was, uh, was watching TV on our Apple TV, which is what I would have watched this on. And I wasn't just going to be like, all right, turn this off. We're watching the Emmys. Um so I was like, okay, what's your, I'll watch it on my laptop. What's your Hulu login? And we just couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure out what the Hulu login was. So I had to subscribe to a, <laughs> had to subscribe to a free trial of CBS, whatever that thing is called. What's it called? CBS? All access. All access. Yeah. So I pray to God that I don't forget to cancel that or else they're going to charge me for nine ninety nine for CBS all access. Um, the other funny story about me watching it is she had no interest in watching it until I celebrated Donald Glover winning and she said turn it on I want to see and I was like okay classic so. classic Kayla for one two one of my biggest pet peeves with the human existence is the <laughs> fact that people could forget any accounts like that that drives me yeah. nuts. Because if anything, 
You could just use the same password. Well, this website needs a capital letter, and this website needs a number. Then make your password encompass all of those things already, and depending on which one needs an uppercase letter, just make the first letter uppercase. That way it's the same password across all platforms. Sorry. Can I tell you can I tell you something about that that's gonna blow your mind? Yeah. I have a different password for every single website that I use. I don't have a problem with people doing that, but you probably do that on purpose. You know that you're doing it, and you know that you need to be conscious about it. Whereas some people are just flippant with their passwords and forget them, like Kayla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I watched this on CBS All Access. <laughs> I missed, like, the first three awards. So, And I also missed the opening monologue. Look, I... What is your take on opening monologues for these award shows? Like, are you a huge fan of it, or do you even give a shit at all if you see it? No, I love the monologue. 100%. And I knew you would. I knew you would. Especially when it's someone like Stephen Colbert, someone from uh, Late Night Past, like David Letterman or Conan, or any of those people that are hosting the enemies. I love for them to get their time to shine, uh, because it usually ends up being a roast of all the celebrities that are there. So, duh, I love roasts, and two, I love pretty people making movies and TV. So, combine those two things together, and it usually ends up being a pretty entertaining night. However, as the show goes on, and this is always, and you can tell me, I want to hear your take on Colbert 100%. That's my first question for you. Uh, But it's always, with any award show, usually the host becomes more and more useless as the night goes on and they actually right. start to detract from the overall show so because it's not as natural it's 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 one thing to come out and do the opening monologue and have your time in the limelight but then it just ends up being quips after commercial and then that's where the the, the lame jokes kind of come in and then it's just you have all these presenters and the presenters come out and they kind of do their thing as well so again i know the host needs to move it along but over time it's just kind of we're, we're done worrying about them you know yeah no i i hear you and in fact most of the things that you said i agree with which is why my favorite like award show host is like that's why this person is my favorite. I'm a massive, massive fan of the Golden Globes. One, because it encompasses both movies and television in the same night, and I think that's awesome. And also because they they just embrace drinking on that award show, and it's sort of a joke, and I love that about it. I love how unpredictable the Golden Globes are. And I fucking loved every single year that Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes because he was lambasted in the media for how for how he was bullying people yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, fuck you, okay? This is comedy. That's what he was brought there to do. And I thought it was hilarious, man. Like all these people just being fake nice to each other and the fact that he was just like, ah, that thing where you oh Mel Gibson remember when you uh, remember when you were racist against Jewish people <laughs> like I think that's I think it's hilarious <laughs> to have stuff like that um, but yeah regardless I, I think Stephen Colbert did a fine job I mean 
it could have been way worse, right? I mean, we've seen terrible hosts before, and I thought he did a pretty good job. I did go back and watch the monologue, and I thought it was fine. You know, he had that Sean Spicer cameo. Did you hear about all of that? Uh, yeah, I did hear about it, and I know that a ton of people online are pissed. Yeah, well, it's just a thing. It was something that happened on the show. Look, let's let's get into this actual Emmys, and the way that I want to preface it is... I just want to get the negative out of the way. And the negative is every award show, especially with television, because you have, I feel like, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, but I feel like every award show has like one group or one artist or one movie or whatever it is that everybody collectively is annoyed by like last year for the oscars it was la la land like people were annoyed by la la land and uh, i think last year at the emmys people were annoyed with the crown like the crown who the fuck watches the crown it was sort of that thing did you have anything like that walking away from it did you have anything like that from this year's emmys well not i don't think it's in the same capacity that you speak of but there, there are times, certainly, where I wonder, like, I don't remember this show actually being in in the populist landscape. And the biggest example, I think, is House of Cards. Like, as years have gone on, I'm not saying I thought that, its time had come and gone. Yeah, its time has come and gone, but at the same time, nobody is talking about, at least in my opinion, no one talks about House of Cards in the way that they used to. And I'm not saying that Spacey's worse. I'm not saying that Robin Robin Wright is worse by any means. But like you said, I feel like it's time came and went. No one is talking about it anymore. So it does get upsetting when uh, there are so many other things that could be uh, included. Like, but, but no one is talking about House of Cards yet. It continues to get acknowledged. So... I do get a little annoyed with with that. Um, I, I at least it didn't win. Yeah, like I don't think it won anything. No. and I think that's that's usually what happens. And La La Land was a bad example because La La Land actually ended up not walking away with as much as people thought it was going to right. going into that award show. I uh, I think that, and this is purely because I have you know the advantage of hindsight. It, it's. Everything, well, I was kind of already annoyed that Westworld already had so many nominations. But now, I'm even we'll <laughs> I'm even more annoyed by that because it didn't, it had nothing to show for it. So right. it's just like, why, why did so many people cast their votes to nominate Westworld when it ended up not mattering at all? Right. So I'm I, I am annoyed by that. Yeah, I I agree. My walking away from this year's Emmys, the show that actually kind of annoyed me as the night went on that actually won a lot of stuff was Saturday Night Live. Like I I don't know why, it might just be because the show has been on for so long. Like in my in the back of my mind, I feel like something is telling me is the show even eligible still like to win things like and not only that, but I feel like every year there's always some sort of buzz around Saturday Night Live of it not being as good as it used to be. So I'm just like, there was a time recently where I actually was watching Saturday Saturday Night Live every single week, but I just haven't as much. So I don't know. 
am I just missing something? Has Saturday Night Live just been fantastic? And it could just be the rest of the pack that it was up against wasn't as great. But, I mean, do you have a take on Saturday, I mean, Saturday Night Live at all? SNL has profited from being so topical and, you know, all the Trump stuff, but also the Sean Spicer stuff, all the things that they could do politically in our current American landscape. 100% benefited them this year and I know exactly what you're talking about over time SNL gets continues to get worse and worse and even though SNL actually had one of the biggest years in a long ass time like right now SNL is the biggest that it's been in a long time I still right. I would still challenge most of the American public to name me more than two or three cast members because they're still sort of nameless people. Um, I'm learning them more and more, but I don't, I, I, I'd be fascinated to know if most people out on the street know who, who, who is on SNL currently. But other than that, um, they did have a massive year. So while I'm not someone who needs to celebrate or does celebrate SNL frequently, I, I think I understand it here. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think... I think the weird thing that I was speaking to a minute ago was I'm not going to say that the rest of the people that they were up against wasn't necessarily like it wasn't a strong group because I, I do think it was, but it was sort of, it was a lot of shows that have been on for a while, like Portlandia and drunk history. Uh, I'm going through the actual things right now and I can't actually find what else it was up against, but regardless, it's just, it was just kind of a surprise. I was like, oh, I, I didn't realize I was supposed to be paying this close attention to Saturday Night Live. But regardless, that's the negative out of the window. Let's address the other sort of negative aspect of of these Emmys that sort of at least involves us. And I'm sure some fans out there. Let's talk about Westworld, okay? Because we went into this thing. For those that don't know, I'm not going to go over all of it. But <laughs> if you're relatively new to Sight and Sound... Ryan Snelling and myself both did not enjoy Westworld. Um, we are we realize <laughs> that we are, I guess, in the minority of it. But even the show itself had many many issues. Even behind the scenes, HBO has addressed production issues with the show. Regardless, I said I wasn't going to get into it. So this was something that we were a little bit apprehensive about, even being, uh, even being nominated. But I guess at the end of the day, we were we walked away kind of happy because Westworld, for everything that it was nominated for, and so nominated for a lot, walked away with absolutely nothing. Your thoughts? Well, look, I, I was just peeved, and I have no I have no problem admitting that it was because I'm a sore loser. Um, the shows, particularly like Leftovers, I wish were represented. And uh, a show like Westworld, I don't think deserves to be. I'm here, like maybe like production design, or maybe one or here, uh, here or there for like directing or something like that. But I don't at all think it deserves to have the most nominations of of the year. Um, Is that what it actually came down to, numbers wise? Oh yeah, did it have it, the most nominations? Yeah, it had like twenty two oh, nominations or something like that. How are you going to do something like that and not give it at least one? I mean, now I actually feel kind of bad because it's like you really wanted to give them that honor of giving them the most nominations. It's almost like they were pulling some kind of cruel joke on them. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's just really fucking annoying. 
<laughs> to be totally honest. So, so yeah, I I hate saying that I'm happy that it didn't win because ultimately I think it just like I said I think it just wasted slots. That's what it did. It wasted slots yeah. for other people to get in there, uh, for other people to be uh, uh, represented and appreciated and it's just it's just annoying to me that uh that it was just so present yet did nothing and i mean look it's it's one thing i mean i could have had a ton of westworld wins and probably have been more annoyed if westworld was beating out things that i thought deserved uh to win so that would have been a worse situation but now i'm just uh crying out for all the shows and performances (laughs) that should have been represented so i do have to say that i was i wasn't necessarily live tweeting this but i was giving some pretty raw and visceral reactions to this whole thing and i will admit i was sort of rubbing salt in the wound (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on Twitter about this whole thing, mainly just to be funny. Like I, people that know us, our audience would not. They know that it's all in love, and um, and it's fine. But regardless, I want to zoom out a little bit and go a little bit big picture and talk about thoughts on the night as a whole, and then pick out some individual moments. But I just want to say this, and I want your take and see if you agree or not. But man, this all night of watching the show was just, it had so much feel good factor to it. I mean, the entire show, I've never fist pumped and actively like got off my couch and been like, fuck yeah. Like this excited about an award show in a really, really long time. And it hadn't, it had a lot to do with the fact that a lot of things that I enjoy did win. But, and also we talked, we just talked about this the other day on sight and sound weekly, I believe, or maybe it was off air, but it's always nice to have things that we put up on a pedestal. And look, I mean, you and I pride ourselves. We've talked to like TV time about this. We pride ourselves on being people that are really invested in newer shows, like the new hot properties, like whatever the next stranger things is going to be. And so we're, where I'm at least often telling people about new shows that they've never heard of before. So to see some of the shows that I've been fighting for all year, to see them actually win and feel vilified. I mean, we called Mr. Robot when it won. We called, um, you know, well, you you named People versus OJ as your favorite show of last year, and I called it Atlanta for last year and stuff like that. It's really, really nice, and we'll get into Big Little Lies. But there was just so much feel-good factor. But even things that I don't watch, I still found myself smiling ear to ear when they won. And we'll go over some of those moments. But what's your take on the night as a whole, just walking away? Or, I mean, obviously you didn't watch it, but walking away after finding out who won each thing well on the, like you said there there's two hands here um for one it's it's validating when you have been going throughout this entire year not really been <laughs> not really being satisfied after watching a show like big little lies like when i say when i say that out loud like big little lies is my favorite show of the year so far uh, it sounds weird to me, and I feel weird about it. And it's just validating when you see that this show get recognized. And because we we weren't having a whole lot of other conversations with people about Big Little Lies. Not to say that we're right. the only ones who like it. That that's not what I'm saying. But we th- there's not an overall discussion that we have had with anybody else about it. So I love the idea that 
this show will only be bigger because of uh, how well it did last night. I think that's really great. Uh, so anyway, we have the validation side of it. On the other side of it, we have uh, we have a, a spotlight shed on all the shows that we've either uh, been lazy to watch or totally ignored or didn't really buy into the fact that they were really great. And Handmaid's Tale is one of those shows for me. Be- Absolutely. Because... Honestly, before last night, maybe like a few in its early weeks uh, out, I, I remember people just saying to me, yeah, they didn't really care about it. So as the show was going on, I wasn't hearing a lot. Yes, I know that it was very popular and people were writing about it on the internet, and I understood that, but I wasn't hearing a lot of buzz in my inner circle. And a lot of people weren't talking about it. So it just felt like something that I should ignore or avoid. And I think People vs. OJ was actually like that. Um, I sort right. of had to buckle down. And you you guys didn't even know that I watched it. because Yeah, I had no idea. It surprised me. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? You watched that show? Yeah. Not, not, in a, not in a negative way. I was just su- legitimately surprised by it. This, and it was the exact same case. Whereas People, people vs. OJ won so many awards... And I realized, man, I I shouldn't be ignoring this uh, in this way. And so the same thing is going to happen this year. Uh, I was ignoring uh, Handmaid's Tale and, uh, you know, silly me. So now I'm excited to really uh, buckle down and uh, watch that show. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's what I like to see. There's the validation side, and then there's the, the part that uh, gets me excited for all of the other stuff that I have to watch. It's sort of a fascinating look on the pop culture landscape in general because you and I, obviously, we do the show and we we try to stay as close to things as we can. And I think movies, it's probably the easiest to sort of make sure you've seen all the movies that you need to see before the end of the year. And then I think music is probably the hardest just because of how much there is out there. But I sort of put TV on the same pedestal that I do with music. Like there's plenty of shows that I just completely miss out on. But I always rely on the buzz. I say it all the time with music that I expect things to bubble their way to the top, find their way to the top so that I it is so unavoidable for me to watch it. And I, I heard buzz about Handmaid's Tale. I heard them talking about it on the watch. I, I heard random people that I trust mention things about it but i didn't get that same sort of buzz that i did for a show like atlanta or even westworld to a certain extent which obviously i didn't care for it as much well to be to be fair you and i were very much looking forward to those shows already whereas yeah for us and those are a bad example yeah for for us handmaid's tale was like another one of those whatever hulu shows you know what i mean the night of is actually a good example where I didn't come into the night of until maybe halfway through when it was on the air, but everybody, at least the circles that I operate in, were just saying, you have got to see the show. You have got to right. watch it friends. And yeah, so that was a thing too. And yeah, I think it's good to look at, at the bigger picture stuff. I, I do want to get in a little bit closer. We'll talk about some of our favorite winners and some of our favorite moments, but one other thing that I do a more bigger picture thing that I do want to talk about more than any year, I think there was some disparity for me in terms of uh, not necessarily quality or even popularity, but this year, the shows that have, I don't even really know the best way to distinct them, but the shows that have a seasonal and annual run 
like anything that would be up for best drama series, an actual series, those were the ones that, those were the categories that kind of bored me a little bit. I was looking really, really closely and watching really, really closely to these limited series battles. I mean, the best limited series battle and like the best actor and supporting actor and best actress, best supporting actress for these categories were straight up heavyweight fights every single one of them it was so much so where anybody could have won i would have been like yeah that makes complete sense did you have any sort of perspective on that at all i i agree that they were all heavyweights but i feel like i end up kind of saying that every year which is kind of funny which is kind of funny because i think this year uh more than any of them i think that you could have picked out the losers and outstanding drama series more than any of them like i'm not gonna right. act like i could have called hands handmaid's tale because uh, i definitely wouldn't have uh, i probably would have gone with this is us or westworld and everything else i'm just kind of like yeah i know how how could that possibly win um but so it was the heavyweights and the closer battles were in these topics or in these categories that you are talking about and it's funny because um i haven't seen like half of the outstanding limited series uh, that are on here. Like I, I never finished Fargo because I thought it was its uh, uh, least impressive season to me uh, since it's been out. Uh, I haven't caught up on Feud, and I <laughs> didn't even realize that Genius was in that. Like I knew that it was going on, but I didn't realize that people were looking at this to be Emmy nominated. So um, can, can I take a little sidestep with Genius for a second? So. When I had no idea that Ron Howard directed this, and when I found out that he did, I was a little bit of me was hopeful that it would win, just so it gave me some additional reassurance for Han Solo. <laughs> that's the only that's the only takeaway of Genius. I was like, I didn't know if this was supposed to be good or not. All I was like was, Hey man, if Ron if Ron Howard can walk away with something from this, then man, Han Solo, I've even got a better reason to be excited for. <laughs> who is ingenious jeffrey rush who's that no i'm just kidding um yeah that was sort of the black sheep i think in in that group but you're right i haven't seen i haven't seen fargo i haven't seen feud obviously anything ryan murphy touches is pretty much amazing and i, I hadn't seen genius but i think just the quality of the ones that i that i had um well, I guess there's only two, really. So big, big Little Lies in the Night of, I just had such a strong uh, feeling for. Right. But just some of the some of the cast, the ensemble cast that is in most of these shows, the showrunners, obviously Noah Hawley with Fargo. We have a ton of respect for him. Um, like I said, Ryan Murphy. I mean, it was just, there was a lot of, even if you hadn't seen this, you could probably look at each of these shows on paper and say to yourself, wow, there's a lot going for each of these shows well just to take into consideration the two series that i had seen so big little lies and the night of if i'm only thinking about those two again choosing big little lies feels weird to me but it certainly felt close and i had no idea which way they were going to go because i definitely wanted both of them to win i thought that both of them deserved to win uh so it was just a matter of you know who got the most votes obviously uh that's uh pretty lame but but yeah i mean it it was still exciting in that aspect even though i hadn't seen all the other shows so it's also sort of strange too because in years 
pass before we had this whole slew of limited series come out that were as good as they they have been the outstanding drama series would have been the thing that i leaned on the most uh where i probably had the least interest in in it this year i mean i like i, I hadn't seen the handmaid's tale i'd fell off of better call saul which is crazy to say just being such a massive Breaking Bad fan. Stranger Things is a show that as much as I love it, I just felt like it really... Yeah. I love that show, but I just don't think it has a place at the Emmys. I'm sorry. I agree. It's like nominating Spider-Man for an Oscar. It's like, okay, you're just... Or Deadpool, even. No, I agree. Um, yeah. Y- yeah, I mean, just some of these shows, like The House of Cards, I don't watch anymore. This Is Us. Obviously, I know a lot of people love that show, but it's on network, and... Network always sort of has a little bit of a people don't hold it as in high regard. I think so. It was it was strange, and then I, th- I think if I look at the the comedy series, let's talk about the outstanding comedy series just for a second because Veep winning this. I don't watch Veep. I don't have anything against Veep winning because Veep ha- in the past has won a lot of stuff, but Veep didn't walk away with a lot this year. I thought for sure because Master of None had won a writing award. Atlanta had won Best Lead Actor and Best Director. Um, you know, I thought one of those two shows would have been more likely than Veep. Did that surprise you at all when you saw that Veep won Outstanding Comedy? No, that that didn't okay. surprise me at all. Just because that is that has been the Emmy, the award show darling uh, for so <laughs> many right. years. Uh, same with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, and I don't watch the show either. Uh, in fact, I, I've never, I haven't seen anything from V. Yeah, I've never seen one episode. So, despite the fact that it has a cast that I actually enjoy quite a bit for the most part. Absolutely. So I, I have no explanation to that. Just, just simply haven't gotten around to it but no i'm not at all surprised that it won uh because you know that's what i've been dealing with and living with the past several years now um but i i was more surprised by the other awards that you brought up because i okay well let's get into them yeah i didn't even realize that uh, that show or the episode of um Master of None was even nominated. So really? that okay. blows my mind. And, and what you just revealed were also the two, uh, weren't they both? I'm trying to think of what broke records. Donald Glover broke he was the, the record. First, he was the first uh, black director, I believe, Yes, um, for a comedy series to win. And then for Master of None, it was the first... Uh, african-american female to win a, a writing award and i don't know if aziz ansari if if he had anything to do with that director well, i believe they they co i mean i know he had something to do with the episode but they co-wrote it but i don't know if he was factored in in that whole record and then uh riz ahmed winning as well for right i know that that's not exact what we're talking about here but while we were on the subject yeah for sure well just to talk about that um that master of none thing again another thing of validation when I when we talked about our top five television shows of the year at the halfway point, I was under the assumption that I was one of the only people that could have ever put Master of None on a pedestal. So that was another reason to get you know to get validation. But I think I did say on that episode, or maybe just uh, people in general, that even though the show itself was it, it was a good show, I don't think you could have ever. Throw, I mean, even though it was nominated for best, I think it was nominated for best comedy, but 
there were just more individual standout moments. And that episode in particular was such a powerful episode. Like not only was it hilarious, but just in general, it was so powerful. And the way it was constructed was very clever as well. I was so happy when that episode won, but kind of like you, I'd forgotten that it was even really nominated. Did you have a reaction at all to seeing that actually win? No, other than I'm insanely happy for it. And again, Again, it's it was the validation, right? That was something that we we didn't we don't ever really hear a lot of heat from Master of None, but the fact that we were all about season two this year and uh, really got something from that episode, and I mean there were several episodes that stand out for me, uh, so it could have been any number of them, one including the penultimate episode and the finale <laughs> as well. But um, and I know you love the Tinder dating episode, so right. a lot. A, Excuse me, a lot of standout episodes uh, from that season in general, but uh, I'm not surprised at all that it won. Uh, good, good for them. Seriously. While we're on comedy, we'll just go ahead and knock out some Atlanta praise. I mean, we we had sort of saw this coming. I don't remember what awards they won. It might have been Golden Globes, where uh, Atlanta had already received some some award praise for various things. I think from various outlets. So I already knew going into this that it was going to be held in high regard, but it didn't change the fact that I fist pumped and jumped off my couch. Every time Donald Glover's name was announced. I don't know what it is about the show. I don't know what it is about this guy that I just am. am so in love with and infectious towards, but I, it just makes me so happy. What was your reaction to finding out that, that uh, Donnie G actually walked away with some, some trophies? I mean, I, I know what it is. It's just the fact that it's entirely, unsuspecting yeah that that's all it is i mean i thought that the outstanding comedy series category was in my opinion a lot tighter than the drama series like i said 100%. i was able i was able to pick things out of the drama series thing oh there's no way that that's gonna do it. but every year people freak out about modern family blackish does really well um, Veep, and uh, again, the fact that Atlanta is in there, it's unsuspecting, and it just came from out of nowhere. And I guarantee that Donald Glover never once considered the fact that this show would be nominated for any of the awards that it's been nominated for, let alone Outstanding Comedy, se- comedy Series at the Emmys. Um, it's just the fact that it's sort of like the opposite attitude that we have about Stranger Things. We uh, yeah. we really love Stranger Things, but we we acknowledge that uh, it doesn't necessarily deserve to be at the Emmys. But uh, we really love Atlanta, and we never thought that it would ever be there, and we're just shocked that it is. Right, I agree a hundred percent. I want to focus on two, well, maybe three smaller moments. Not necessarily smaller moments, but smaller maybe talking points. Some individual isolated talking points. One of the surprise ones like legitimately shocked me but again was so happy for was Riz Ahmed winning yes. for his performance on the night of I mean that legitimately because it was so tough because uh category after category where I heard their names read or the the show read and then you, they would throw out big little lies as well uh I was just like ah oh, man but I can't I have so much love for big little lies and and the show the night of in general did sort of peter out towards the end for me it's an amazing show but so i'd already had my expectations lowered 
And I was hoping in the back of my mind that they would walk away with something. And of all the people that could have walked away with anything, Riz Ahmed to get this award, just, I mean, man, it was such a great, great moment, your reaction to this. So when you look at, when you look at something like Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, when you have people like Viola Davis, you have Claire Foy, you have Carrie Russell, you have Evan Rachel Wood, and Robin Wright. So you have a couple of names that are thrown in there that I don't think stand a chance of ever like being nominated again, or at least consecutively. Like, when is Carrie Russell going to be nominated for an Emmy again? I'm not. <laughs> it'll be a while. Or so, uh, Milo uh, Vita, 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 Vitamilio. What the hell? How did he get nominated? I haven't seen This Is Us. Well, <laughs> but it's, it is hilarious. So my, my point is is that when you look at a category like that, you see that people are showing up to give outstanding performances. But when you look at those names, you, you have no idea if you will ever see them again in the Emmys, let alone consecutively. Um, and in general, they are not Hollywood heavyweights. Right. Go back to the category of outstanding lead actor in limited series or movie. Riz Ahmed defeated Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> Robert De Niro, Ewan McGregor, Jeffrey Rush, and John Turturro. My God. Yeah, I've never even really thought about that. That's incredible. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And in fact, one thing so a lot of a lot of this Emmy uh award this year's emmy award a lot of light has been shed on the diversity of the people who have won which i think is incredible but it also doesn't feel you know heavy-handed at all because every single person i think that won pretty much deserved to have won regardless and but one of the things that i don't think is being talked about quite as much is the amount of light that has been shed on young and up-and-coming talent that people probably have barely heard of like a sterling k brown who we'll talk about in a minute or a riz ahmed uh, obviously donald glover has been in the pop culture landscape for a long time but not probably not to this level like i think that's something to be excited for and uh i think walking away at least looking at it in hindsight now is something that i'm really proud of of uh the emmys for also shedding some light on just some new blood you know as fantastic as somebody like uh um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is. It does get a little old after year after year seeing her win, or uh, that dude from Big Bang Theory that won every single fucking year. What, what's that guy's name? Who knows? It doesn't matter. But it's just great to get some new some new blood up in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I second that. Uh, I remember uh, Starling K. Brown coming out of nowhere last year. And ever right. since then, I've wanted him to be my Green Lantern, uh, my John <laughs> Stewart. I like that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I do get excited about the up-and-coming talent. But I'm glad you brought up my girl, though, because Julie Louis-Dreyfus deserves to hold that record uh, that she broke <laughs> last night. Um, again, I haven't seen Veep, but I obviously am just such a huge fan of hers. And she is literally – well, she always was since the 90s, but – Last night solidified the fact that she is just grade A TV royalty, and I'm so happy 
that that went to her uh, over over everyone else, over, especially over Carrie Russell. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Russell can't even come <laughs> close. So two other just uh, more isolated points that I wanted to take away. We talked about Sterling K. Brown. This Is Us is a show that I have not had the opportunity to watch yet. Of course, it is beloved by so many people. And was very well represented tonight in term, or not tonight, but uh, at the Emmys this year, in its it being nominated for things. But Sterling K. Brown to win this award is, is awesome. But I've never seen the show, and I thought his acceptance speech was incredible. So you didn't get to see it; you only got to see him get cut off, which is yeah, really unfortunate. I, but regardless, I will, uh, I'll go back and watch it too because I'm just okay. such a fan of his. Well, just to wrap it all up, I guess. So basically, this guy gets up on stage and just gives a speech talking about how he got into this because he was a fan. He loves television. He loves movies. He is, uh, I mean, the way that he spoke about getting the opportunity to do this made it made it sound like he would have watched Collider. I mean, it's just like he was such a fan and digging into his trivia knowledge. Like, I get to stand on the sta- same stage as, and then rattled off all these names of people uh, who have also won the award and it was just so hyped and so vibrant and happy to be there. Especially it's kind of funny because people versus OJ cleaned up before, but now I guess, you know, maybe this is just more of his award again. I don't know what it was. He, well, about he, it, but he He's much more in the limelight with this show because he's one of right. four primary characters, five. So, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but do yourself a favor if you didn't watch the Emmys, at least go back and check out his um, his acceptance speech. It was so good. He was so hyped that I mean, they cut his mic off. <laughs> like right. they didn't even. Pl- I mean, they played him off. They tried to, but he just stood up there and kept talking, which is great. Um, the last little isolated thing I, I want to touch on, if you have anything, that's fine. But we got to talk about Ann Dowd. Yes winning for Outstanding Supporting Actress because this is something, again, I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. I have really no connection to it. I have no reason to be overtly happy, but I was so moved by her winning because Ryan and I have been very outspoken that not only do we think it is a complete injustice that Leftovers hasn't received the sort of acclaim from the Emmys to even get nominations, really, that we feel like it should. But I even said in season two, if anybody should have been nominated, anybody at all, at the very least, you should, they should have given a nomination to Ann Dowd for her performance in that season. And to see her actually have her name called and walk up on that stage. I saw, um, I saw Damon Lindelof tweet or uh, post on Snapchat about it as well. Justin Thoreau, as you talked about, um, we were texting back and forth about it. And it was just such a rewarding moment for somebody who I've I haven't seen this show, but I I could completely understand and was completely validated by my appreciation of her on the leftovers. I agree, and I'm hoping that that was part of the decision. <laughs> like they felt guilty. I, I had a hunch that was the case. They, yeah, they felt guilty, <laughs> and uh, I I I had zero clue that she was in the show. Same. I had no idea. Makes me want to watch it even more now. Yeah, I had no idea she was involved. Uh, As a matter of fact, I saw Thoreau's Instagram pic, and it was the only time that I was spoiled of anything that happened last night. Uh, I assumed 
and I don't know why. I assumed it was because she was nominated for the leftovers because, uh, again, I forgot that she was involved with Handmaid's Tale. But that's also silly of me because I knew for a fact that leftovers wasn't nominated. So I don't know what I was thinking last night. But uh, I, I have to assume that that was that was part of it. But then on the flip side, you could say the exact same thing for Carrie Coon, where Carrie Coon was agreed nominated for outstanding lead from Fargo, even though I think she shines much more in the leftovers. You would assume that they would recognize both and give her the lead and give it to Nicole Kidman, which which did a fine job on Big Little Lies, and she had a very difficult role. But I could have seen Carrie defeating her. But uh, I, I'm glad that there was some kind of, even though it was indirect, uh, some kind of leftovers representation. Yeah, I, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, look, I think the only thing really left to talk about, if we're talking about who really walked away and cleaned up, I think there's there's really three shows um, from three different walks. And I think... Th- you know the the Emmys. I don't know if they've necessarily expanded, but I, I I've already talked about this. I don't really remember paying as much attention ten years ago to a limited series thing as much as I do now. Um, obviously, Handmaid's Tale cleaned up. Uh, also, Saturday Night Live. But we have got to talk about Big Little Lies absolutely dominating the Emmys. I mean, this was your mid uh, mid year number one show. I think it was my number two, Andy Greenwald. He's got some <laughs> explaining to do. How do you think Andy Greenwald feels right now? What do you think he's going to address on the watch? It might already be up, but I was gonna say, what do you think he has to say? Wouldn't it have come out today? If they didn't talk about it I today. Can't wait to, I can't wait to check it out. Let me just put it that way. If they didn't talk about it today, then they probably did some kind of post-Emmys thing last night. Well, then again, no, he would have been like at a part. Excuse me, a party or something. So I doubt that they did that. Uh, sorry, I have the hiccups now for whatever reason. So <laughs> all that vaping. Yeah. So I could not be more excited. And it's funny you were talking about the the way you described Sterling King Brown. Uh, it made me laugh because he was literally the anti Shailene Woodley. Uh, because someone asked her on the red carpet what other shows was she excited to see win, and she said that she hadn't owned a TV since she was 18 years old. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, let, let me just say one thing real quick. Of all the people that that I was sort of surprised to see win and not win, I actually was surprised that Shailene Woodley didn't walk away with something. She wasn't nominated. She was. She was nominated in the exact same... Um, category that laura dern won for for outstanding oh that's right i'm actors. sorry i was looking at the yeah. wrong category my bad it's okay but yeah go go ahead big little lies the show that's only about rich white people yeah i uh i was shocked to see that scars guard and laura dern both won um one like you said i i mean laura dern is laura dern she did a great job on the show but again i would have thought that if anyone would have gotten it, it would have been Shailene or or Regina King, someone else who's you know beloved uh, at the Emmys. But but I'm stoked for it regardless. And same with Skarsgård, even though I'm not as familiar with all of the people that th- that category, I'm basically oblivious to, other than Skarsgård. So I would have I would have obviously rooted for him, but that category could have gone to anybody. 
his win in that one was the only one that I was a little bit not necessarily puzzled by. Obviously, I loved the show and his performance in it was really, really good. I don't think it was like, you know, wasn't going to change my my opinion on acting in general and how it should be approached. But I would have also just as I would have been just as happy to see Michael K. Williams walk away with that award from the night of. I thought he was menacing as shit in that. Uh, yeah. In that show. Yes. Um, but yeah, super happy for him, regardless. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we could turn this into a big little lies love fest, but again, <laughs> there's nothing more satisfying than going into the show wondering why Westworld was so not was so beloved and was uh, so nominated, and to come out on the other end having my favorite show of the year uh, just do so well. And like I said, I hope that the show gets bigger because of this and i hope that we get season two (laughs) i'm serious and they put it in the limited category but uh, i think the (laughs) author of the book last night said that she was thinking about season two so hopefully it just kind of blows up and it and it pushes her over the edge and she uh she gets to work on another one yeah i I mean i think that's my biggest takeaway from from this whole thing is my my last point is yeah and i kind of already clarified this the way that handmaid's tale the way that i'm walking away from the enemy or the enemies the emmys (laughs) wanting to watch handmaid's tale i hope that uh people are reacting the same way with big little lies that was the exact point I was about to make is that the way that I feel about this is the way that I felt about when Mr. Robot season one won so many uh, awards and people were like, oh, shit, I really need to check this out because a lot of people had missed out on it. And for whatever reason, 2017 this year has been a lot about me loving something when I first experienced it and then people re-experiencing it and me wanting to also re-experiencing it so i'm last night kayla just started big little lies over again which is awesome um i mean she had seen it obviously but she she started over again and i just think that i'd I'd be anxious to see what it was like in a second season but also the thing that i love the most about the show winning is that and it's maybe a little bit selfish on on our our own behalf i think but this show was just never supposed to be appealing to us you know what i'm saying like it just wasn't and i i hope to god there's nobody out there thinking like oh well all the you know women is they're they're a hot button issue right now and they now it legitimately has nothing to do with that like this was a fucking great show with so many different layers so many interesting elements i mean shit the most interesting thing about this show on paper would have been the fact that it was filmed in beautiful northern california which ryan and i would both love to live in it was um, uh well i mean the thing that got me into the show was the cast that, yeah, right exactly yeah that too i was being i was joking more than anything but yeah, yeah for sure and john mark valet i mean are you serious like the stuff that he's been involved with i mean you just randomly uh suggest that i watch wild when was that like two years ago great movie like i'm excited for this guy to do more stuff and i'm excited for just hbo and other places to take more chances on content like this because i i do i did think it was it was fantastic um any closing remarks on big little lies i do have one more little thing i do want to bring up uh no i don't think so okay the last thing that i want to bring up is something that I felt a little bit like it was cheating. Um, even though I 
usually would not give a shit about this category is the like made for TV movie category. I don't remember what it's called. Um, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. Let's just call it the made for TV movie. So a black mirror episode one, it's called outstanding television movie, black mirror one for an episode. And I say episode called San Junipero. Um, I have, I've maybe seen one episode of black mirror and it wasn't this one. So as soon as this was over, I knew that all Black Mirror episodes are only an hour long. So I went and I watched this episode. It is great. It is legitimately a great episode of television. But are we really allowed to call it a television movie considering it's a part of a a series? I mean, I, I just thought that was a little bit strange. Do you have any takeaway from that at all? No, because... Look, just look at everything else in that category. Look, I don't know where, where else it fits. To be like, fair, it, it it's hard. So I did watch the Dolly Parton movie. <laughs> so all of the other movies, I was gonna say they. To be totally fair, it's the only one aside from Sherlock that isn't a literal movie. Um. I don't know why those two things are classified. I, in fact, I don't know why those two things are represented in this category in general. Something like this should be uh, nominated for writing, and that's pretty much it because you're not going to nominate an actor for this unless they just blow your socks off. But even, but even then, because you're not, you're not. I, I don't know if it's fair to praise Skarsgård for doing eight episodes of Big Little Lies versus one actor who was in one episode of Black Mirror. That's why I think right. that it that episode should only be able to be nominated as a written uh, award. But uh, I, I do find it strange, but at the same time, I don't cherish anything else in the category because it's probably the category that I know the very least about. So, For sure. So it's, I'm just kind of whatever about it. Have you seen this episode of Black Mirror? Uh, no, I've only seen the very first episode of Black Mirror ever, and I hated my life. Well, here's what I'll say about it. First of all, I've only seen two episodes of Black Mirror, and both of them have actually made me really interested to go back and watch it. Yeah. The only thing that I've always known of Black Mirror was that it was this sort of weird futuristic sort of technology mixed with horror thing, and they were doing these little vignettes for every single episode, almost like a, a Twilight Zone sort of vibe. Right. And this episode, San Junipero, is has nothing to do with horror at all. It, it's a it's a love story, and it's gorgeous. It's mind bending. It makes you. It has like existential questions in it, and it is fantastic. It literally is. I'm glad to see it actually win. Um, it's an easy watch. Like I said, it's only an hour. I literally finished the Emmys. And I was like, fuck it, I'll do. I'll watch this before I go to bed. <laughs> and yeah, I mean. I'm glad it won something. It was just sort of the classification of it that sort of got me uh, weirded out a it little is. bit, I guess. It's but, definitely weird. Yeah. But regardless, um, just to sort of wrap things up, man, I mean, my final take on this whole thing is that we've said it before. We talk every year about the pop culture crown, and last year we gave it to television, and I think this year television is definitely leading it off again. I mean – 
television is just at such an exciting place right now, which is crazy because it's probably one of the things that we talk about the least here on Science Sound. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, what, what's your take walking away from this whole thing? I really wish that I could have watched the entire thing. And <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani, I saw you. You were quietly clapping. You were doing the pompous little barely touching your palm when all of the people were winning. I saw you, and you're finished. I've just exposed you. You're finished. That's all I have. Yeah. Um, I got to see Louis C.K. sitting next to, what's her name? From this is, or from uh, Better Things. What's that? Pamela Adlon. Pamela Adlon. That just made me super happy. Um, yeah, that was another thing that got nominated that I was happy for. I don't have anything else. Okay, me neither. This is the thing. I'm I'm a decent host. I'm bad at ending things. Ryan, where can they find you online? Follow like me. This on, is just the most abrupt ending ever. Sorry. <laughs> follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WhatUpSnell, and be on the lookout because we are about a month away from recapping Mr. Robot right here on Sight and Sound TV. You can catch up on Mr. Robot. Hey, if you decided that you want to watch it with us, but you don't know anything about the show, you can catch up right now, watch season one, and watch season two on Amazon Video Prime, whatever you want to call it. Watch it on Amazon and be ready for the season three premiere, which is, I think, October 11th, and we will be recapping the show right here all season. So definitely check that out. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. Well, I'm super excited about it, but I'm also interested because I'm I'm interested to see if how much of our audience actually takes to it because guys, if you're listening to this right now, you're going to be seeing Mr. Robot episodes of the podcast pop up in your podcast feed from Sight and Sound. So, if you're just electing like, you know what? I'm just not going to listen to podcasts that Ryan and Jay put out. I get it. But I know you want to hear us. I know you want to hear what we have to say. Uh, you can find me on social media tweeting about how much Westworld is terrible at J Williams, J to the A to the Y to the E on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same for both. Sightsoundpod.com. Uh, pick up our merchandise. New merch dropping in October. Very excited about that. Um, catch me on my music show every single Friday, Ryan Snelling. Do you have anything else? I already signed off. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you guys on the next one.